At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Uh, check it out now. Uh, no doubt now. Uh, Monday morning, March 13th, 2023. It, it is the Beating the Book podcast. It's Gil Alexander. This right here is the most listened to episode of our entire calendar year, year after year. More than the Vegas Lifestyle Show even, which is saying something. It is the March Madness Podcast. Bracketology, it's Gil Alexander. In studio with me, Todd Wishnev, who has pre-flop thoughts for the first time in his life on anything. Is he usually an in-game guy? Is that accurate? No. I have pre-flop thoughts. I just you know, would rather bet in-game because it's easier. Right, yeah. Jeff Parlay, ladies and gentlemen, remotely. How you doing, Jeffrey? Uh, doing, doing all right, Gil. Doing all right uh, uh, from, uh, from, from uh, Suffolk County, Long Island, I'm, I'm calling in from today. Yeah, so no. uh, happy, very happy to be with you. Uh, 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 I tweeted this out earlier. I lost my uh, grandfather on Friday. I've uh, been sitting shiver the last few days, and uh, I'm very happy to be with you today, Gil. And uh, I just want to say real quick that uh, he loved you, and he even liked Todd. Uh, so that wow. is uh, that that is uh, that is uh, something that I wanted to at least bring to the pod today. Yeah, we uh, we offered our condolences to Jeffrey before we got on air. His uh, grandfather passed away, and uh, I called Jeff whose real last name is pronounced Parles, his real pronunciation. I call him Parlay when he was my producer here on a numbers game. And I called him Parlay so much that when Jeff's grandfather introduced himself to me, he introduced himself as Gil Stephen Parlay. And I felt nothing yes. but shame. <laughs> <laughs> nothing but shame. Um, our condolences, Jeff, really, and our best to your Thank grandmother you. as well in all of this. Uh, hope this serves as a distraction of sorts for you. It will. It will. It will. This is the best. This is the best sports week of the year, Gil. It is. It absolutely is. And Will Hill joins us, ladies and gentlemen. There is a contest at Visa, a handicapping, a college basketball handicapping contest. Uh, he will tell us how many games left. I believe it's ten more games. Uh, but Will Hill holding a two-game edge over the field. He's a Visa contributor. How you doing, Will? 
Gil, what's going on? Excited to get these games started. I know I'm like Todd. I'm betting these in games like crazy in conference tournament week. It's hard to keep up with, so it's kind of weird to have, you know, Sunday night, Monday morning where you can just sort of catch your breath and not be staring at your phone 24-7. So there's a little bit of a letdown period, but it's nice to uh, yeah. just get back to being a normal human being for a few hours. It's like three days of what do we do? What do we do with our hands kind of thing? Yeah. NIT, baby. CBI, baby. Absolutely. I'd, I'd like to bet the NIT market. I, w- I would like to see uh, the futures on that. Uh, see what, where the value might be. By the way, Todd Wishnev, you bring it up. Todd Wishnev has been murdering in-game college basketball. What a tour de force you have been at College Hoops in-game. It is maybe the greatest betting vehicle there is. Oh, it's fantastic. The only better bet than college basketball in-game is probably me versus Gillian Tennis. How Lay predict- any number possible. Pre- any number. Pre- Take <laughs> minus one million. Yeah. This is this is his defense mechanism because I have rattled off two straight games in which Todd barely beat me, 21 to 16. So it's getting a little dicey, if you know what I mean, for Wishnev. I'm not concerned, except I have yeah. eaten healthy yesterday and today. Oh, so he's back on the, back on the good foot. All right, let's do this. Uh, first of all, let me see if you all agree with this or disagree with this. The two biggest themes once the bracket, well, three. One, um, when the brackets were revealed yesterday. One, ESPN's broadcast so much better than CBS's. ESPN, they're hamming it up. They're having a good time. Reese Davis, Jay Billis, um, Seth Greenberg, LaFonso Ellis. Whereas the CBS broadcast was rife with mistakes yesterday in terms of putting up the wrong brackets. They, uh, they put up Howard like two different times. Then they put Florida Atlantic up on the screen before they were announced. That was one thing. But the two bigger themes. The ones I really want to talk about. One, have we ever had teams at the top have as many questions? Houston with a Marcus Sasser injury. Uh, Obviously, the Jalen Clark injury uh, when it comes to UCLA. Kansas dealing with an injury to McCuller. Uh, That's one theme. And the other one is, and I don't know that we, I've done this. I certainly haven't done it scientifically. But Matt Cox brought this up on a numbers game earlier, and I think it's right. If, If you aggregated all of the spreads in like the five twelve or the four thirteen games, and you and you average those out, it's probably narrower than it's ever been. Will, would you agree with that? Yeah, uh, going back to your ESPN point, I thought it was good. It was definitely better than the CBS one. I I would like a little more name recognition, like the Seth Greenberg, the Lafonso Ellis's. There's not. I remember growing up, it was Digger Phelps, it was Vital. Yeah, it felt big. There's not that. There's not quite that element with, with that ESPN one, but uh, it, it was pretty good. Uh, I would agree. I mean, you look at some of these numbers, and um, we'll get into it. But man, Indiana, Kent State. I mean, I remember you know back in my day when when it's a four seed and, and you want to take the thirteen, you're at least getting a touchdown, seven eight points. Some of these lines shrink to the point where you know Drake, Miami might close it a pick. Some of these are just so narrow, it almost makes you want to take the favorite. So they're certainly on to the fact that these dogs, these mid majors, uh, play well in these scenarios. All right, let's do these one by one. I don't know, Jeff or Todd, if you had anything to say about any of that stuff. I just say that there are no good teams this year. There are 0.0 good teams. So there's any team in the 20 top teams, throw them in a bucket, anybody can win. And you were saying yesterday, was uh, Houston really is a concern for you. Oh, Houston stinks. Let me just say that this is the number one team in the – give me a break. I watched the East Carolina game start to finish with a second-half bet on Houston, which was ridiculous hijinks at the end of the game. But this team cannot score the basketball with Sasser. Without Sasser, I had Memphis State yesterday, second half, up 15. Now, I never would take a team that's up 15 getting seven-and-a-half second half usually because I'm always expecting the top team to come back. I was like, they're not coming back. And they gave a little half-hearted run. But that Sasser, losing Sasser after you're already crappy on offense, oh, big trouble, I believe, in, in ahead for the Cougs. <laughs> Jeffrey? Gil, Gil the, uh, the two things that stood out the most, 
Um, and you mentioned it. Uh, the four, the four thirteen matchups are the most fascinating, like for that seed line ever. Period. We'll, we'll get into that as we go through. And <laughs> going through it, I don't know what the hell the committee was doing with the West. To me, the West is the best one seed, the best two seed, the three seed who's playing the best of everyone right now, the most talented four, the best five, and the best six, and are all in the same region. And so, I hate Gonzaga, by the I, way. Yeah, no, I know Gonzaga is playing well though right now, and they they look like their old selves. And then the your East points well just, taken. Your points well taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 the in the East is just a joke. But yeah. we'll get into it. I'm just stunned that they screwed up after balancing the first two regions pretty well. They totally screwed up the balance of the East and the West. Well, to your point, Jeff, if you if you add up the seeds, and I'll just we'll just do it to the top four. But if you add up the the actual overall seedings. It corroborates what you're saying. The West is the hardest one. When you add up Kansas, UCLA, Gonzaga, and UConn, one, two, three, four, that adds up to 31, whereas the East is the easiest. Purdue, Marquette, Kansas State, Tennessee, that adds up to 37 when you total all the overall seedings of those four. And as you said, it goes beyond that even, Um, which is why, by the way, I'll get to it, but I I actually have Purdue in the Final Four, and I think I'm the only human being on Earth does because I think we've gotten to the point where you can be contrarian with a number one pick. I think they got the right bracket, but we'll see. Um, let's do this. Let's start from the beginning. Let's start with the South. Again, 32 auto bids, 36 at large. We start in the South. Uh, Thursday in Birmingham, it's the one sixteen game between Alabama and the winner of Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The, Friday, the fighting Brad Porises of Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Uh, Southeast Missouri State Redhawks game, the Ohio Valley champs. Uh, the winner of that, I'm going to assume, by the way, Alabama with their first number one overall, the first number one seed in school history. They are the number one overall seed is Alabama with all of the Brandon Miller stuff off court. Um, I assume we're all advancing Alabama. We don't know the spread of this game. We do know Texas A&M Corpus Christi is a four point spread in the play in game, or as we call it, the first four. No play on the first four game. I would assume we're not even going to worry about that. Anybody? Gil, I will say. Yeah. Uh, I, I probably won't play it, but. SEMO is the second worst team in this tournament. They were the five seed in the horrible league. So uh, Corpus Christi actually was, uh, for the extra board, a very good bet on this year pre-flop. So that would be something I would consider laying the four with the Islanders. All right, that's Tuesday, by the way, that game. Uh, I love that he calls them the Islanders. He knows the name of he knows, That's Jeff, fantastic. It's Jeff Parles, man. All I know is Furman Paladins. That's pretty pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, the winner of that Alabama game, and we assume it's Alabama, is going to take on the winner of the 8-9 game. I think this is the first game that tips off Thursday morning in the entire tournament. This is in Birmingham. The Terps of Maryland, Jameer Young was their guy this year, led him in scoring and assists. Um, SVP, very tight, very invested in this year's Maryland team. Against West Virginia, Bob Huggins' 26th NCAA appearance, the 8-9 game. Um this is a very tightly lined game. Will, we'll start with you. Who advances? Are you betting it? I haven't bet it yet. I like West Virginia. I think they advance. I just don't like Maryland away from home. And, of course, it's the tournament, so you don't get any home games. I just I, I don't think they've been very good. Uh, really road neutral. West Virginia with Huggins, I, I think, has enough to uh, to get this done. So I'll take West Virginia to advance, and I'll give the old uh, cliche. They'll, they'll give Kansas a hard game. I don't know that I'll have the, the hoods to pick them against Kansas, but I do think they'll uh, be interested to see what that number is. But I think they beat Maryland, and they play pretty well against Kansas. Yeah, West Virginia favored by two and a half in this game. I'm with you. I think I'm sorry. Who's the one seed? It's not, they're not, uh, Bama's the one seed. Bama. Bama. Bama, Bama, yeah. Uh, I agree with you. Maryland, I believe, is fraudulent. Uh, Jeffrey. 
what, what will be a very common theme of this pod today, Gil, I think this is the worst job Ken Palm's numbers have ever done on actually rating the teams properly. Hmm. There is no universe where West Virginia and Maryland are both top 22 teams in the country. The committee seating is more right than what Ken Palm has on both of these teams. I like West Virginia because Eric Stevenson's the best player in this game. I probably won't bet it because I, I think we're getting to a point where it may be too much once we get to a, a, to a three or even the two and a half that you're at. But neither of these teams are really any good. That, so That's an interesting uh, but, point. But I, yeah, I, I just look and we'll, we'll get to it later with Tennessee. We'll get to it later with UConn on this. But I, based off of my eye test and what my numbers usually have come up with this year compared to Ken Palm. This is the most off I've ever been in comparison to his numbers. Yeah, uh, although the other the counter argument to that, I guess, is what Todd said earlier, which is nobody's any good, right? So someone's, it's a good count. It's a very good counter. Yeah, it's a very good counter. Someone's got to be in the top twenty-two, I guess. Todd, anything on this game? Yeah, uh, I will say this: back when I was six-one, uh, about one ninety-five, I used to play pickup basketball up at Trees Hall at University of Pittsburgh against. Yes, that's right. Coach Kevin Willard, his dad, was the coach of the University of Pittsburgh Panthers at the time, and he was a walk-on on the club. Uh, not exactly somebody who should be getting playing time, but uh-huh. he did. Anyways, you know how that goes. point being, um, I don't have a real feel for this game. I advanced Maryland just because I don't like West Virginia. I think... Th- you know, there's tons of these garbage teams in the tournament. I just think Maryland's a more defensive team in the tournament. You're going to have, it's going to be a sloggy, real drama filled situation. I'd like the defensive team versus the offensive team. Give me Maryland. All right. Here's where we get to the Seth Davis parade of, uh, of upset picks that he made yesterday. He got a little out of hand with these. This is still in the South. Now, Thursday, five, 12 game, the Aztecs of San Diego state mountain West regular season champs, uh, 17th overall seed. They're eight and one in games decided by five points or fewer this year. They're taking on the 12 seed, the 12 seeded Charleston Cougars from the Colonial Athletic Colonial Athletic Champs. 31 and three on the year. San Diego State favored by five. Would Will. you like to know how College of Charleston did against like normal teams? Please. Well, when we get to you, we'll do oh, that. Okay, I was going to well, tell you before. Do, okay, do it before. Okay, hey, go ahead. You're smart. College of Charleston beat uh, 81 ranked. Uh, I'm using Ken Palm's rankings. Virginia Tech at home, 77-75. Give them a little kudos for that. Played Kent State at home, uh, and it was 74-72, and lost to NC State, another you know bigger-name team, 102-86. Will, advance who and ATS, any thoughts? I'll go chalk here and advance San Diego State. Boy, you always play the game on the NFL show. What game do you want no part of? This is one I want no part of. I could see Charleston being a trendy pick. People look at the record. I just think the best unit in this game is the San Diego State defense. Uh, Charleston likes to play fast and loose, up-tempo. Uh, I'm not sure how well that's going to work against the San Diego State team that can really lock you down. And when you're the underdog, I don't like playing up tempo. So I think San Diego State wins. I'm not going to lay the five, though. I'm not going to take the five. I do. I would pick San Diego State to, to advance, though. By the way, Will, I didn't give you a proper introduction. It's at not the Will Hill. That's with two E's and his uh, Twitter. You right now are what, 23-11-1? Is that your record in the college basketball contest? Twenty. Yep, 23-11-1 with 10 to play. With 10 to play. You Only nervous? 66%? That's pretty weak, That's Will. That's weak, Will. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm okay. I, you know, I saw the lines. I feel pretty good. What bothers me, you have to wait till Wednesday to put the games in. There yeah. were ones last night. I was like, I just kind of want to get these in, and some of them are moving uh, the way I thought they would move, but... Look, we'll, we'll, we'll pick the 10 games and we'll go from there. All right. You want no part of this? Thank you for listening, by the way, to the football podcast. We appreciate that. 
Thank Somebody's you for, got to. Thank you. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Will, Will's been on the podcast himself as well. All right, Jeff, anything in this game? Kyle Charleston wins the game outright. Uh, you know, here, here's the deal. I do. The Ooh. one, the one thing I'm hesitant on is I am with Will. There is an absolute universe in this game where San Diego State's defense, which is an excellent defense, just locks them down and Charleston gets held to 55 points and they're not winning like that. But the one thing, and I don't know, I, I know, I know Todd watched all the colonial uh, athletic uh, tournament. The top four teams in that league were legitimately good. And that semifinal was played at the semifinal and final. Those games were played at a high level. So I'm not really concerned that Charleston got whipped by UNC earlier in the year. And that was before we knew UNC stunk. Um, and they won those close games against other tournament teams. They're deep. They're very well coached. I think they're going to win the game outright uh, and take the points. Uh, that's what I'm going to end up doing. I'm going to end up taking the points instead of the money line, just in case if they lose a tight game. No sprinkle. Uh, but I, I like Charleston. A little, maybe a little sprinkle, uh, but I, I like Charleston. That's actually the only 12 seed I have advancing uh, out of the first round. God love San Diego State. Love, love, love them. If I was going to bet the game, I'd bet it money line San Diego State. But I have San Diego State advancing very, very far to the nether regions of this uh, tournament. To the, to the nether, to the regions. nether regions of this tournament. Wow. So I like San Diego State. I love the defense. I love Matt Bradley. I love Seiko from three. I like the big guy inside. I love this team, and I think it's designed perfectly in a garbage year where there's nobody good to get me far. Like, San Diego State. Like I said, eight and one in games decided by five points or fewer. By nether regions, do you mean to like the groin of the uh, college basketball tournament? Very close to the groin. Very close to the groin. Winner of San Diego State, Charleston takes on the winner Thursday. Also in Orlando of the 413 game in the South region, the Wahoos of Virginia share of the uh, ACC regular season title, 16th overall seed in this tournament. The Wahoos are 16th, Jeff, to your point, overall seed here. Yeah. Although that's not a Ken Palm number, that's just the overall seed by the committee. Uh, no NCAA tournament wins, not a single one since they won the title. Oh, how glorious it was back in 2019. They take on number 13, Furman, the Paladins, Toddy. They played two teams, the Paladins blown out by NC State. And lost close to Penn State. Will? Uh, Virginia's not a four seed. I don't know how they're, they're on the four line here. I mean, their offense is just brutal to watch. Uh, Furman is really good. Half-court offense, full-court offense. Uh, I think Furman beats them. It's five, uh, it's five, five and a half. I think this number will continue to, to trickle down. I think it was six and a half at open last night. Uh, Furman's just a really good offensive team. Virginia, I know that they can lock you down defensively, but they are prone to these dry spells on offense. I think uh, I'll take Furman plus the points. I think Furman beats them. This is going to be a, a down-to-the-wire game. Uh, Furman really shoots the three well. They are just a well-balanced offense. Uh, I think they win. Yeah, five and a half, as uh, Will said. What is the over-under on uh, minutes into the game it takes for uh, one of the announcers to uh, extol the virtues of the pack line defense? That's always a fun, fun <laughs> game to play. Jeff, what do you got here? Uh, on uh, whatever it is under Gil, under uh, on on your question, one thirty one thirty three. Oh, I thought he was talking yeah. about the announcers. Oh, yeah, under yeah, on the prop. No, I was talking. Oh, yeah. no, no, I was talking on the pro- on your prop. Yeah. No, the total. I'm not touching here. I- I'm with Will. I'm with Will. I first off, Virginia being a four is ridiculous. They they can't score. Uh, and ever since they won that game with the help of the refs against Duke, they've been pretty mediocre. I, I don't care that you made the ACC final. You beat you beat Clemson in the semifinal. The team that didn't even sniff the tournament when it was all said and done. 
Uh, Furman has two guys who are who are really good. Slauson and Bothwell are both really good players. Um, and, and I'm just concerned that Virginia's going to have one of those games where they can't make shots. So very happily take the points, and I think the Paladins are going to move on. And I, I, this is my blow-up bracket here, where I got a 12 and 13 playing each other in the round of 32. You and Seth Davis. Dottie? I don't want to bet the game. <clears throat> I think it's a great contrast of styles. It's offense versus defense in this game. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. I'm, I'm going to pass. All right, other side of the bracket. Friday in Denver, 6-11 game. Creighton, the Blue Jays of Creighton, uh, a lot of people think are going to get far against NC State, who uh, shimmy their way into the tournament. What do you got, Will, on this? Creighton favored by 5.5. Yeah, good draw for Creighton. I'm surprised not only NC State, they were a bubble team. They don't even have to play in the playing round. Uh, to me, Creighton's just going to score at Will. NC State's not a good defensive team. Maybe you look at a team total over for Creighton, but I think Creighton wins. I think Creighton covers. I think it's a good matchup for them. Parlay? 100% agreement with Will. This is going to be a, a, a game where Creighton inflicts their will and I think NC State's going to have problems scoring. Creighton actually better defensively than offensively this year. So, yeah, I'm with Will. I very happily lay with Creighton. I think they'll win this game handily. Todd Wishnev? I will never bet my money on NC State. Thank you. <laughs> Who's advancing? Creighton? Yes. Yeah, I'll go Creighton. There you go. All right. Uh, winner of that game takes on the winner also Friday in Denver. 314 game. Baylor against UC Santa Barbara. Baylor tied for third in the Big 12. Oh, by this the way, year. in my bracket, I had Virginia in, to, for my bracket pick, just so you know. You did have Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Baylor led the Big 12 in offensive efficiency, where they were last in defensive efficiency in the conference. UC Santa Barbara, the Big West regular season co champs and tourney champs out in the Big West, as I mentioned. Baylor favored in this game by 11, Will. I would assume Baylor has enough offensive firepower to advance. However, you cannot lay double digits with that defense. They are so bad defensively. Look, you wouldn't be surprised if Baylor won, be won by 15. You wouldn't be surprised if this is like a two-point game late. So I don't know where to go here. I think Baylor wins. I'm not laying the points. I, I'd lean towards taking it. Nothing I've bet yet, though. So I'll advance Baylor cautiously. You know what they say about assuming, Will. It, I do. Uh, I've it, heard. It makes you regret something you said earlier, I believe is what, they, what people say about that. Jeff. Santa Barbara covers, but Baylor wins. I think Santa Barbara's going to be able to score in this game. Uh, they're, they're pretty darn good offensively. So Baylor's defense is horrible. Uh, I'm just, I, I, the only question with that is how much of that has to do with the fact that the Big 12 was as good as it was and how much of it has to do with the fact that Baylor's defense was legitimately terrible. But I think Santa Barbara at least keeps this interesting and covers double digits. So lose, uh, Baylor by single digits and advancing. By the way, you mentioned, you mentioned the conference of the Big 12, and Big 12 largely considered, I mean, by most for the entire season, as the best conference of college basketball. Were you surprised that the Big 10 and SEC each got one more team in than the Big 12? No, no because I actually thought the Big 12, well, remember, Gil, it's only 10 in the Big 12, and those conferences are, are much bigger. Uh, but, but look, I, I, the, I had no problem with the leaving Oklahoma State out. I had no problem with that. So no, the answer to your question, no, I wasn't that surprised the one ended up happening. All right. Dottie? Um, I think Baylor advanced. I like the over in this game. I really like the over. Baylor's been playing a lot of overs mm -hmm. lately. They're just become a, you know, run and gunish. 144 um, is the number. Yeah, I'm surprised it's come down. It looked like it opened a little higher. I'm kind of surprised about that. Um, I have Baylor advancing, and uh, I just like the over. By the way, the highest, the single highest total on the board, as I scan all the totals, 
Is it the uh, Gonzaga Grand Canyon, game? 157? Yeah, Gonzaga Grand Canyon, 157. Well, Grand Canyon shoots 95% from three, <laughs> if you've watched their tournament. <laughs> 90, 95%? Yeah, 95. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's go to the last two games in this uh, in this region. Thursday in Sacramento, 7-10 game. The fighting Jeff Parlay and Ben Wilsons of Mizzou, which started the season 9-0. and haven't won an NCAA game since 2010 against number 10 Utah State out of the Mountain West, Will. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Yeah, I thought Missouri was a little overseeded too, and I've been on them a lot this year. I had them 30-1 to to win the conference tournament in the SEC. They played pretty well against Bama. They got to the semifinal after upsetting Tennessee. I just think Utah State, both, both these teams are going to take a ton of threes. It's it's whose shots are falling. I, I'm not surprised. I think Utah State's a pointer so favored. I'm not surprised. You know, Missouri does have the athleticism edge. I just think Utah State shoots it a little better, so I'll take Utah State to advance here. All right, by the way, I've said this earlier. I got to get this higher lower seeds thing straight in my head. Felica was uh, was texting earlier. What did he say about this? This is because we Kelly and I couldn't figure out what how you say. Or if you're a 13 and a 14 versus a one and two, which is the higher seed? Which is lower? Higher means one and two. Yeah. Lower means 13 and 14. Yeah. All right. We get that. We get that scrambled up all the time. Anyway, this is one of the ones where the lower seed is favored by a point. Utah State, the number 10 seed, over the number seven seed, Missouri. One of those types of games. Winner of that. Oh, I'm sorry, Jeff. Your thoughts here. I advanced Mizzou. I don't have much confidence. This is all going to depend on who's making shots. Whoever makes more threes in this game will win. There is no, there's nothing scientific to it, but I, I did advance Mizzou. I think they're slightly more talented, but if Utah state won the game by 15, it wouldn't shock me. It's going to be like Utah state, New Mexico kind of game. I, you know, I, I took Mizzou, just because I think they maybe have slightly better athletes, but I don't have any confidence either, You know, but I took Mizzou. All right, winner takes all the last game in the region, uh, Thursday in Sacramento, number two, Arizona, the Pac-12 tourney champs, second in the Pac-12 regular season, the number seven overall seed against the Ivy League champs, number 15, Princeton. Um, is the, By the way, Arizona favored by like over two touchdowns in this game, 14 and a half. Will any shot? Wait, before Will says something, can I yeah. just say something about these big dogs? If you're going to take the big dogs, consider taking them in the first half. I mm. believe in the NCAA tournament, that has been a winning um, like deal going, you know, in the past, certainly when you had the big favorites, because a lot of times these teams can put in these giant efforts for 32, 34, 35 minutes and then collapse at the end. I Anyways, like it. Go ahead. No, I like it. That's a good point. Uh, any shades of Pete Carell here, uh, Will? 
I think for that reason, you're going to see some people, some some sentiment here for Princeton. I don't see it. I think Arizona's just really hard to slow down. And if you're playing in a fast-paced, up-tempo style game, Arizona's just got way better athletes. They're way more explosive. So I actually laid, I think there still might be a 12 and a half out there. I actually laid the points here. I think Arizona wins and, laid, and wins pretty comfortably. Laid the wood. Jeff? I Princeton Princeton's only here because the Ivy, for whatever reason, let them host a conference tournament. Ridiculous. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm with Will. I'm probably not going to lay it with Arizona, but it's just too much to ask a Princeton to realistically stay in this game. Wait, you you got muffled there. The only reason they're here is why? Because Princeton's at home for the tournament. Because Princeton was at home. Princeton was the two seed in the in the Ivy. Yeah. Uh, so they got the host one seed Yale in the final and took full advantage of. I had Yale. In the uh, in our little uh, sweepstakes on a numbers game. Yeah, but we had Princeton plus 185 down 61.58 with eight minutes left in the championship mm-hmm. game, which cashed beautifully. Thank you very much. Your thoughts here? Arizona advances. Uh, yeah, Arizona advances. I don't know about the point spread. That guy inside for, for uh, Princeton is pretty good. Um, but, you know. George Leftwich? George Leftwich. I think his name is Azoma or something <laughs> like that. I can't remember what his name is. But I used to play ball with George Leftwich. He was good. George Leftwich. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know Byron Leftwich was decent. But, I think uh, they're related, by yeah. the way. Uh, DC kids. Uh, okay. Uh, who's coming out of this region in your brackets? Will? It was a toss-up for me. I, I went back and forth between Arizona and Creighton. I'm going to go with Arizona. Wow. Jeff? The Creighton Blue Jays. Wow. So, so we're talking about the final four. Who's going to the final Just four brackets, from here? Yeah. San Diego State. Y'all yeah. y'all are allergic to Alabama, huh? I have San Diego State beating Bama and then beating Baylor. Wow, I got Bama. I went chalk. I went Bama. All right, winner of the South takes on the winner of the East region. East region. Uh, let's start. Purdue, the number one seed. Uh, Big Ten regular season attorney champs. First time as a number one seed since 1996 against the winner. No, no, not the winner. They're taking on, oh yeah, they are, taking on the winner of Texas Southern and Fairleigh Dickinson, a game, a, a first four game that is on Wednesday night. We don't have a spread, but I guess we're all advancing Purdue, yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. And any thoughts on the Texas Southern-Fairleigh Dickinson game? Nobody? Nobody? I'm convinced Texas Southern and Fairleigh Dickinson have both been in this playing round for about a decade straight. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Texas Southern, that's what, when we do all these like historical stats, we'll be like Texas Southern in their seventh consecutive first four game. Let's that Purdue watch. guy is very tall. Zach Eady, baby. I don't know if you've noticed him. By the way, some bets, some bets you put the least thought into and end up being the best bets. I bet Zach Eady for the Wooden Award when he was like down to five to one. I'm like, let me do an Otani thing. I better bet it now because it's going to be ridiculous afterwards. The least thought I've put into a bet all year, and it's going to cash easy. Cash easy peasy. Uh, all right. Winner of that, and we assume it's Purdue, going to take on the winner of, oh, talk about an 8 9 game. Memphis and Florida Atlantic. Word was that Adam Burke was visibly distraught when this came on the screen yesterday. Uh, Memphis, who is one of these teams that could lose in the first round or get to the Final Four against the Owls, the Conference USA Tourney Champs of Florida Atlantic. Before you go with this one, let me just tell you what, mm-hmm. what they did against teams. Please. They played Florida on the road and beat them 76-74. I mean, they went into an SEC school and won on the road, lost to Ole Miss on the road 67-80, and beat on the road North Texas 50-46, which is like a grinder team. It's hard to beat on the road. So just they're you know. 31 and 3, and they're only two-point dogs to Memphis. Will. Uh 
boy. Alan Boston's talked about this for years. When you get two really good mid-majors, the committee loves to just put them against each other, and one of them knocks off the other one. I hate that they're playing each other. I really like whoever wins to upset Purdue. I, I was tempted to pick Memphis and take them all the way to Final Four. I, I think Memphis is a little too trendy. Florida Atlantic's being slept on. They can spread you out. They're good on both sides of the ball. They can really score. I'm sure that coach will get a big-time job. I'm going to take Florida Atlantic here. I'm, I'm going to go against the green. And I'm going to take FAU. This is the region, as we said from the beginning, this is the region that's a free-for-all, total free-for-all. Jeff? I'm on the Owls. I, I look, I, they, they can beat you any which way. They can beat you fast. They can beat you grinding out. Like Todd said, That was they beat North Texas twice. That's not an easy thing to do. And they beat them twice playing North Texas' style. And look, as talented as Memphis is, I don't trust Penny Hardaway and that coaching staff. I don't care that they beat Houston yesterday. Uh, like Todd said, Houston Houston was a dead team yesterday. So I, I like the Owls, and, I, and I'm with Will. I, I actually have the Owls beating Purdue in around the 32s. Third uh, Atlantic uh, is the advancement, and uh, I'm going to take. I'm going to bet him too. I'll take him out right against Memphis. There you go, suck it up to the guests again, Jeffrey. Ah, oh, try. Oh, you know it. You know it. You know it, Gil. Toddy. Like By the way, one more thing. Like to, the... One more thing to jump in with, just yeah. to, to piggyback that. Golden seven one for FAU. So that's one of the few teams they can actually have a, a reasonable body to throw at Edie if it comes to that. Yep. I like the over in this game. Memphis is an over team. They just sure. love to run. FAU can run too. Um, you know, obviously I'll be watching it, but if I see that that we're going high pace, though, I will definitely be j- jumping in on the over in this one because but, yeah. By the way, the one day this weekend where I was driving through the desert and couldn't get your picks was Friday, which is the day you killed it the most. Uh, what were you on Friday? I think twelve point five five twelve point five wins. Five losses, one tie. It was a good day. That was a good day. Um, not bad, Todd. The it was not bad. I'll take FAU just because I don't like teams that just won their conference and they're all you know puffed up. You know, Memphis just won the the game in the championship game against Houston. They'll probably be coming in all puffed up, flexing. They'll be flexing, styling, I'll, I'll profiling. Go with these guys with FAU. I hear you. All right. Uh, let's go to uh, Thursday in Orlando. Duke and Oral Roberts, five twelve game. Duke, the ACC tournament champs. Leaflet for Shire. Nine-game win streak for Duke. By the way, Oral Roberts with a 17-game winning streak, the longest active in D1. Would you like to know how Oral Roberts did against normal teams? Por favor. They lost on the road at Houston 83-45. to Okay, you know, that's wild. St. Mary's, they lost 78-70 on the road. That's a respectable game. And they lost at New Mexico 82-75, also respectable. Duke favored by six. Todd, Todd, Todd. Todd, one more in there that you forgot. They lost to Utah State 95-85 as well. Okay, sorry. Duke. <laughs> Duke. No, Duke. That, oh, that's that. a good one, too. I actually have that one that. written down. I forgot to say it. Sorry. You forget sometimes, yeah. Jeff. You know. Uh, Duke favored by six here. Will, what do you got? Yeah, I would think Duke would advance, but I wouldn't be shocked if Oral beat him. I would certainly take the points with Oral Roberts. I would like a little more. I would like a few more points here. They're really sort of shrinking the line on you, but I think Aismas is just such a great scorer. They're so good on offense. I think Duke's going to be a little trendy here to get to a Final Four after their run uh, in the ACC. I just think the ACC, I should have mentioned this with the Virginia game. I just think the ACC is so down, the down as it's been in you know, recent memory. I can't even remember the last time it was this week. So I'm going to try to fade the ACC as much as I can. I'm going to take the 
the points here with Oral Roberts. Uh, the greatest conference. Is Will of- aware that the University of Pittsburgh Panthers are down there in the <laughs> ACC, one of the top teams, other than maybe the Stores yeah. out there. Other than I mean, Stullers. I mean, I think the Stores, then maybe the Panthers of Pitt in the ACC. I don't but think anyways. he's. I don't think he's aware of that. He's By the way, I, I will never get used to Pitt being in the ACC. Oh, me neither. Or, me neither. or Maryland being in the Big Ten. Oh God. Jeffrey. Big East title game of Marquette versus Xavier. I mean, yeah. Come on. <laughs> come on. What are we doing? Jeff. <laughs> All right. I, I like Duke to advance. I think you're I think you are getting more enough points with Oral Roberts to take him. Do you know Duke's either gonna lose this game outright or they're gonna make it to the national title game? What? One way or the other. Yep. That's oh, what I have. Wow. That's what I have because this East region is such a joke. Uh and again, I have Creighton coming out of the top left. So I look, and this Duke team is playing very well. They're healthy. That's why they didn't look as good earlier in the year. They were injured. When Jeremy Roach didn't play, they did not look like a particularly good team. But since he's come back healthy, they look like a legit top 12, top 10 team to me. So, But this is a scary matchup. This is a really scary matchup against a team that can really score the basketball. And Gil, we all remember Oral Roberts from two years ago. Yep. as a 15 seed in the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. This team is significantly better than that one that won two games in the tournament. Yeah, Oral Roberts beating Ohio State by three back in 2021. One of the all-time 10 15 seeds that have beaten two seeds. By the way, going back to the other bracket, I hope you all are right about Creighton because that's one of the three futures I have to win it all. Creighton, I believe I have it 40 to 1 or 30 to 1. I have UVA, Creighton, and UCLA as my only three futures tickets. What I have UConn 18 to 1 from December. Uh, anyways, uh, I'll take Duke hesitantly. I think Duke is really obvious. I mean, everybody's seen it's become a different team. Uh, you know, I don't know much about Oral Roberts, but uh, other than, you know, the scores explode at times. But, you know, n- nothing on the total here because Duke can play slow. So or I'll take Duke. Duke Oral Roberts winner takes on the winner also Thursday in Orlando of the Tennessee-Louisiana game, 4-13. Rick Barnes, Tennessee team. By the way, Tennessee's lost to a lower seed in the last four NCAA tournaments. Louisiana, the Sun Belt Tournament champs. Their last tourney win all the way back in 1992. They only played one team. That was like a team you might have heard of. It was the Texas Longhorns that lost 100 to 72. All right. Tennessee, Louisiana, your thoughts, Will? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lay almost double digits with Rick Barnes. I would love to pull, pick them to get upset. I, I haven't liked this team all year. I just don't love this Louisiana team. So I'm sure Tennessee would advance. I'd be surprised if they lost. Wouldn't be shocked. He could never be. If Rick Barnes gets upset, I just I don't love this Louisiana team. So pretty easy pass for me. What's the number you're seeing on that game, by the way, as I scroll? Hey, ten and a half now. Ten and a half I'm seeing as well. Yeah, yeah. double digits. Jeff? Yeah, I'm going to end up taking points with the Cajuns. I don't think they have the horses to win this game. But going back to what I said earlier, Gil, there is no rational human being who has watched Tennessee the last few months that could possibly say they're number five like <laughs> in the country like they are in Ken Palm's rankings. They're closer to teams 35 than five right now, and especially with Ziegler out. Um, they're, 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 they can't score. They're mediocre offensively. It's a shame they, it's a shame they drew the 113 seat I don't really like. Because it would be an automatic shove with the other 13s. But I just don't think the Cajuns have enough firepower uh, to, to win this game. Even if it's a bad Tennessee offensive outing, Tennessee could win this game 45 to 40 and it wouldn't stun me. But Vols advance, but they're not getting by whoever wins that Duke or Roberts game. Tennessee is the 14th overall seed in the tournament, Todd. I'll take, um, I'll just take the, uh, 
Tennessee because you know they're obviously better. But I, you know, obviously there's huge questions about Tennessee. All right, other side of the of this uh, particular uh, region, Friday in Greensboro, number six Kentucky against number eleven Providence, with the uh, Wildcats of Kentucky favored by. Oh, this is tough when they don't put it in any order here on the uh, sports book I'm looking at. What do you got Kentucky here by? Boop ba doop ba doop ba doop by four. Will. Pass for me. Kentucky's been so up and down. I mean, they can look like a top ten team. They look. They can look like an NIT team. Providence is just in total free fall mode. I, I don't know what to expect out of this game. I, I'll pick Kentucky to advance. I'm not betting it though. Sixtieth all time NCAA appearance for Kentucky. Most all time. Jeff. Kentucky advances. Providence has just been flailing the last three weeks of the season, and now Ed Cooley's apparently the top guy that Georgetown wants to replace Ewing. So there's wow. just too many questions. Uh, there's just too many questions with Providence, but Kentucky, I have them advancing. I can't bet them, though. They're so freaking unreliable. Ed Cooley at Georgetown. Oscar Shibway, uh, 13.1 rebounds per game, the most in D1 time. I have Providence advancing I on Ooh. the, on the uh, Villanova Ooh. theory of 1986, who lost to the Pitt Panthers by 30 the last week of the season. No one gave Gary McLean, Dwayne McLean, and all the rest of the McLeans any chance in the tournament. <laughs> John McLean. Until f- John McLean was on that team <laughs> yeah, as well. I believe. I believe it was John McLean <laughs> and Harold Jensen. And, uh, and that club Denny, went all Denny the way. McLean off the bench. Denny McLean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of McLeans, one of them doing cocaine in the final four. One of them kept saying, um, yippee Kaye, you're like, shut up, we're playing basketball. <laughs> Anyways, that club lost by 30 to Pitt on the last weekend of the season. A lot of times these teams that are in complete free fall, mm-hmm. they come into the tournament, they go, oh, wait a second, we get to hit the, the reset on the uh, on the, on the the uh, you know electronic games thing, you know, when you were losing to somebody electronic, yeah. you hit reset, whoops, yeah. we get to reset the whole season, yeah. let's play Kentucky, a completely, you know, Unconsistent, totally inconsistent club. We get a whole fresh new deal. Give me Providence Friars. All right, winner of that game. By the way, you're going to work pit into every one of these? Every one of these games? If you want me to, I could. No, I do not. Okay. Uh, winner of this game takes on the winner of the 314 game Friday in Greensboro. Kansas State, the three seed, who by some were picked to finish last in the Big 12. The number 11 overall seed is Kansas State against the Big Sky champs, uh, Montana State. We love that Montana State double overtime team. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. (laughs) Yes, we do. Kansas State favored by eight and a half here, Will. Going to be a short stay in the tournament for Kansas State. Montana State's really good. They're really big. They get to the foul line. The whistle's going to be key here because Kansas State fouls a lot. Montana relies on getting to the line. Not a great shooting team, but they can pound it inside. They're big. They're experienced. Uh, I think Kansas State's just sort of a soft jump shooting team. They didn't play well at uh, away from home at all. I, I love the points here. I think Montana, Montana State's got a good shot to beat them. I'm going to take Montana State here. Jeff, about to suck up to the guests and agree with him. Jeff, what do you got? Wow, I know. Oh, okay. I, I totally, totally disagree here. I think this is a run out. I think Kansas State runs them out. Um, the, I, I, the one thing that, that I'll say with K-State, they do lack depth. So if there is foul trouble in this game, that could be a problem. But Noel, Johnson, and Sills are just so much better than anyone that Montana State has. And I don't think Montana State's going to be able to slow them down. I'm not, I, wasn't, I wasn't, again, I didn't watch a lot of Montana State basketball. But they were not overly impressive in, in that Big Sky tournament run. They needed double overtime uh, to only score 60 points in that brutal game against Weber. And then, I look, they beat a team that won six games in the regular season in the conference final. So I, I'm not really impressed with them. And K-State, when K-State is on, they're as good as anyone in this region. So I'll lay the points with K-State here. 
Um, I don't like their second round matchup, but I do like them in this first round matchup. Dottie, one more thing quickly. I'm going to pull a Todd here and interrupt. There should be a criminal investigation uh, at Kansas Will State's Hill, three first seed. Foul. That's his first foul team first. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Will. There should be a, a criminal investigation that Kansas State's a three seed. They are not a three seed. They yeah. are not one of the, the 12 best teams in the country. Give me a break. Yeah. Go ahead. Will, 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 the, Will, the only counter to that is who would you have moved up? Would you have moved UConn up? You don't have to. I don't have to answer any of these questions. I'm a guest on this podcast. I just don't. Oh, okay. I just don't think, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could have moved UConn up. You could have balanced it out with with the West being too strong. I just uh, come on. I watch college basketball all year. I didn't think Kansas State's a three seed. Yeah, they're again eleventh yeah, overall. High eleventh overall. I mean, and all the uniforms are just incredibly bad. When mm-hmm. they wear those purple ones with the gray <laughs> shorts, oh, vase me. <laughs> Uh, Montana State, Kansas State. Montana State played Oregon, lost 51 to 81. That's 30 points loss. They also lost to Arizona 85 64. Both were on the road, granted. Um, you know, I have a special place in my heart for Montana State when they won the double overtime against Weber, and we mm-hmm. covered that one. The, but, the sloggiest uh, game of all time. <laughs> the slog, I think it was the score in the overtime was like two to two they, and then four to two. Literally, or the strategy should have been playing for fouls. <laughs> it was an unbelievable game. But, anyways, uh, I'll just take Kansas State to advance. And no play on this spread no. here. All right. And uh, last part of this bracket uh, Friday, Michigan State. This is a Columbus. Uh, Seventh-seeded Spartans, 25th straight appearance for Izzo. And the Spartans, uh, 10th-seeded USC Trojans tied for second to the Pac-12. Will, uh, USC two-point dogs here against Michigan State. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of people just picking Michigan State based on Izzo, based on the coach. Uh, I can't disagree with that. I think they got a better backcourt, better coach. Don't love the USC coach, so I'll take Michigan State. Don't love the game, but uh, I I would take Michigan State here. January, February, Izzo. Jeff? Both of these teams suck. Spartans advance. Toddy. I like Michigan State a lot. I also have them advancing to nether regions. In really? This, in this tournament. Why? Wow. Why? Well, because there's nobody to play. If you look at who they're playing, I mean, they they have to beat Marquette next. Marquette's nothing special. I mean, I love the left-handed guard and all, but still, uh, Michigan State, and then they could beat Providence, who I have beating Kansas State, and then they could beat Duke, who's going to be in the in the final. So so give me, give me Michigan State. I like Michigan State, how they were playing until that last little bit way at the end. They were playing really well for, for quite Quite a little stretch there. I like Michigan State. By the way, they do have a coach who has been known to pull a rabbit out of his hat from time to time. It is a fuck. It is a total fuck. The region. I mean, the region is horrendous. Yeah. Re- uh, win- yeah. Winner of this game takes on the winner of the two fifteen game. Marquette, the Big East champs. Shaka Smart, by the way, has lost his last seven NCAA tourney games. Should be pointed out against number fifteen Vermont oh. Catamounts, who are there yearly out of the America East. Uh, Mr. Hill, what do you got here with Marquette? Yeah, this is- Right, what is this, this isn't no, go ahead. What no, no, go, no, go ahead. I was just going to give the spread. Go ahead. Yeah, I think we're down to like 11. This isn't pass posting because I texted you and Felica last night. I think it opened either 13 and a half, 14 and a half. I took it right away. You're getting down to 11. That's cutting close. Uh, Vermont can really score. They can really shoot the three. I would still lean towards taking the points here. I know. I don't think Marquette's great defensively. They've played better recently. But this is a lot of points here. Give me uh, give me Taylor Cop, Cop and Rath in, in Vermont here. Parlay. Marquette wins, no play on the spread. Marquette is like, I'm totally befuddled by Marquette because you win the regular season Big East and the conference tournament Big East, and I don't think they're that good. They'll play D. It's the most, bef- it's the, yeah, it's the most befuddling thing. So, uh, yeah, I think they advance, but uh, it, it could be a little bit dicey for a few minutes there in the second half. 
Wish Nev. Guard play can be known to be very important in uh, <laughs> yes. NCAA tournaments, from what I've heard. Yes. And I love that white girl, uh, that white guy, Teddy Collick's uh, nephew uh, for uh, Marquette, that left handed white guy. He's uh, outstanding. That's the kind of analysis um, that you've come to expect and enjoy from this yes, podcast. Yes. And I will say, uh, Vermont, by the way, just so you know, they lost 79 53 on the road to Maryland. They lost to USC on the road 59-57, and they lost to Yale by 29 on the road, and Iona by 20 on a neutral. All right. So, anyways, but my, I'll, I'll take Marquette. I, I, you know, anyways, I love that white guard. He's, he's outstanding. Okay, that's enough. Who you got coming out of the region, Will? Florida Atlantic. Wow. Are you serious? Wait, I yeah, think you I should give a- who you're playing to get in the Final Four, like who the two teams are, no? Do you want to play tennis or not? Okay, fine. All right. Who do you think they're? Who, who, if you I want to, whoever, I would pick whoever beats uh, whoever wins the Memphis Florida Atlantic. I think beats Purdue. Then I think the bracket is really wide open after that. And it's funny you mentioned Purdue is almost a sleeper as a yes. one. I'm yeah. going to take a shot here. I bet Florida Atlantic forty to one to win that region. Um, that's my uh, that's wow. my darling of the tournament, Florida Atlantic. So you and I basically have the same thought, which is Memphis could win the region or yep. lose in the first round. And I see, I feel the same way about Purdue. Purdue either loses that second round game or they win the region, kind of thing. Jeff, who do you got come out of here? Uh, the Duke Blue Devils. Oh. Yeah. oh my goodness. Izzo, baby, Izzo! That's the worst pick yet. <laughs> you don't like Izzo? <laughs> That's just, it's not going to happen. Michigan State, 91, Duke, 78, and they go to their 8 millionth Final Four. All right, I'm picking Purdue well, for all the reasons stated, because I think they got in the right region to do it. While everybody else is fading them, I'm going to take Purdue. All right. Now, we have to keep our comments to uh, 10, 15 seconds or less on all of these. Let's just do rapid fire here. Let's let's keep our comments brief. Midwest, we begin Thursday. Houston, the number one seed. Uh, number one seed for the first time since 1983. You remember that. Five slamma jamma. Lost in the finals to NC State. Uh, they take on the winner. Oh, no, they don't take on the winner. They take on the Norse of Northern, of Northern Kentucky. Houston, I assume we advance here. Anybody on the spread? Will? I think the line's a little light. I think Houston's going to get every rebound known to man. They're just going to play volleyball on the backboards. And I'm with Todd. I don't like this team just in general, but North Kentucky plays zone. Uh, that's a bad recipe for giving up rebounds. I went over my 15 seconds. I'm Houston, sorry. Houston favored by 19. Jeff? Houston wins comfortably because Northern Kentucky is one of the 20 worst defensive rebounding teams in the country. Northern Kentucky, 63rd overall seed here. Final score, Houston 29, Northern Kentucky 4. <laughs> <laughs> so you're playing the under is what you're saying. And, and Houston covers. Um, okay. They play the winner, the Houston Cougars, we assume. Play the winner Thursday, uh, also Thursday Birmingham game. 8-9 game, Iowa and Auburn with uh, Iowa as the slight dog. One-point dog here, Will. Auburn is used to the SEC where nobody can make a shot. Iowa, for, for all their flaws, they can shoot the hell out of the ball. Iowa wins the game. Third straight NCAA appearance for Iowa, Jeff. I, I, I took Auburn. This is the, the game that I want absolutely nothing to do with, Gil. Okay. Iowa 1.7 assists to turnover ratio. Third in D1. Todd. Bruce Pearl. Iowa is soft. Shire. Pearl. Tribesman. Sorry. I had a moment. By the way, Israel's 1-0 in the World Baseball Classic. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Hey, do I get a do I get a win for Iowa if Iowa loses the game and Bruce Pearl has to vacate it like twenty minutes later? Does that count as a win for me? <laughs> that counts hey, as a win. There, are, there is no pretty cheating sure. anymore in the NCAA. Will it's NIL, baby? I'm pretty sure that's a win. 
Uh, okay, Friday at Albany, five twelve game. Miami and Drake. A lot of people luck Tucker DeVries and Drake here. Will you? Boy, I think Miami's being sold a little short. Drake's really good, really good both sides of the ball. If you're giving me like four or five, I would love Drake. I bet him plus three and a half. I think this closes a pick em. I think this is going to be similar to that Miami-Chicago-Illinois game like four or five years ago in the first round where Illinois won a buzzer beater. To me, it's uh, you know overtime kind of game, coin flip. I'll go with Miami and be a little different. Everyone's picking Drake. Jeffrey? I don't get it, Gil. Miami is the best backcourt in the country, mm. and they'll find a way here. I know they're terrible defensively, but Miami's going to win this game, and I'm just going to wait and wait and wait and take Miami at the best possible number probably 10 minutes before this game pitch. Yeah, Miami two and a half is what the spread is right now. Share of the, ACC, keep going. Share of the ACC regular season title, lost in the ACC tourney semis to Duke. What you got here, Todd? Drake beat Mississippi State number 49, 58-52 on a neutral court. But I hate the Drake, as is said in Seinfeld. I hate the Drake because I love Miami. Give me Miami. Drake from the uh, Missouri Valley, the Bulldogs. Tucker DeVries was the uh, MVC uh, Player of the Year. And we talked about Kentucky being in 60 straight tournaments. Drake, their third NCAA appearance in 50 years. Last 50 years. Uh, winner of that game takes on the winner of the 4-13 game between Indiana and Kent State. Sleeper alert. Sleeper alert. What you got here, Will? God, I want to pick Kent State, but I'm only getting four points. It's amazing. Kent State's really good. They're good defensively. They got a, a tremendous player in carry. <sighs> Boy, I, I'll, I'll pick Indiana to be different. Everyone's going to be picking Kent State, too. I wouldn't be shocked if it's – I really, I'm going the other way, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's Kent, uh, Kent State versus Drake in the next round and one of them goes to the Sweet 16, but I'll go Indiana. I just think this is cutting it a little short. Four points. You know, I, I know they haven't played well, but four is a shy line, so I'll, I'll lay the points. Yeah, I'm seeing four and a half, but yeah, to our point from the beginning, this is one of these games. That, yeah, this was the same thing, and it was 1983 as opposed to 2023. Uh, it'd be nine or something. It'd be nine, exactly. Yeah. Jeff? Sincere carries the best player in this game when it's all said and done. Golden Flash is outright and advance. Sincere. What a great finish. Dottie? I hate that I have to go against Indiana because I like them, but I have Kent State as my low-seeded nether regions club as Ooh. they go far. <laughs> the Golden Flashes, baby. They brought it home for me against Toledo the other day. I love this team. The grit. They're a gritty team. I love the NCAA tournament <laughs> teams that are gritty, like UConn. They get down. No, don't give me that flashy three-point shooting nonsense. Give me grit. He likes grit. By the way, Indiana. By the way, this was this was an Elite Eight game like 20 years ago, Indiana-Kent uh, State. Oh, I remember, yes. Yeah, they beat Pitt Antonio in the Final Gates, 16. Right? Yes, yes, Antonio Gates beat the Panthers. More on the uh, Meshuggahs of the overall uh, seeding. Indiana, guess what their overall seed is in this tournament, if you had to guess. 20? 15. <laughs> Come on. Oh, they can't be 20, right? They're number four. Uh, all right, Indiana-Kent State. We move on to the other half of this bracket. Uh, Friday in Greensboro. Number six, Iowa State against number 11, Mississippi State. Or Pitt. The Mrs. or Pitt or Pitt. Pardon me. This is a Tuesday. Thank you for Tuesday. Watch yourself down there. Tuesday. First four game between Pitt and Mississippi state, Mississippi state with the uh, worst three point field goal percentage in D one. Any thoughts on the Pitt Mississippi state game? No. Anyone? Panthers. They can really I, I, score. I, I, they can't I, stop anyone. I, I actually really like Pitt. I know they're terrible defensively, but Mississippi state is a joke on offense. Two first four teams have gotten to the final four in history. VCU was one of them. Who was the second one? UCLA. UCLA, of course, just, okay, a, just yeah. a few years Johnny ago. Johnny Juzang. And Jaime yep. Haquez. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, by the way, Pitt 
Games don't go under, folks. Don't bet the under. They Pit games go over. All right, winner of the Iowa State Mississippi State Pit outcome game six eleven takes the uh, plays all the winner of the three fourteen game Friday in Greensboro between Xavier, who lost in the Big Geese tournament final to Marquette. And Kennesaw State, the 14th seed, the Owls out of the Atlantic Sun, who won 16 of their last 18 games in this college basketball season, will. Yeah, Kennesaw, I think, was a one-win team two or three years ago. Just a great job to turn that program around. Uh, This is a game I have nothing on, though. Xavier favored by 11.5. Jeff? Just going back real quick, Iowa State-Mississippi State would be the most unwatchable game of the entire tournament if we get it. Hopefully, it finds a way to be Mississippi State. Uh, no, nothing on Xavier and Kennesaw State. Really nice story for the Owls, but I, I, I'm not really interested in taking a bunch of points with them against a team where if they're making shots is capable of blowing anyone out. By the way, we talked about the highest total on the board in round number one. The lowest total on the board, guess, Todd, is? Mm, the 122 for uh, San Diego State, maybe? The 122 for is San Diego State also 122? Oh, wait, Houston. No. Houston I'm is sorry, 122. Houston. Okay. Yeah, Houston and Northern Kentucky, 122. Um, okay, uh, where are we? Okay, last two games in the uh, region. Number seven, did you comment on this one, Todd? Xavier, Kennesaw State? Anything? No, just give me Xavier. Just, just give me Xavier, okay. Uh, Tex- I meant Houston, by the way, sorry. Thursday in Des Moines, number seven, Texas A&M, which a lot of people saying were under-seeded. Wes Reynolds was on the show this morning. He says, I don't feel they're under-seeded at all. This is my team, baby. Texas A&M against number 10, the Nittany Lions of Penn State. William. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. I think this is a bad matchup for AM. I like Penn State. AM relies on turnovers. Penn State doesn't really turn it over. AM relies on getting the line. Penn State really doesn't foul. Penn State's going to have the best player on the floor and pick it. They're going to shoot the three. They're going to make enough threes, I think, to win this game. So I like uh, I like the Nittany Lions here. Will referring to Jalen Pickett, first team Big Ten. Jeff, uh, Nittany Lions, only three point dogs here. Both of these teams are underseeded. Um, I, I, I have AM, but with very little confidence. Because Pickett is the best player in this game, and if he goes off, Penn State will find a way. But I just think A&M have a, has enough on the defensive end to find a way in advance. That Texas A&M going to the nether regions, baby. Dude, you I have like love... 17 teams going to the nether no, regions. No, I have, I have a sleeper <laughs> nether regions, and uh-huh. then I have other teams. San Diego okay. State is another region. Right. I'm going... Texas A&M, baby. I love the grittiness. And remember, I like grittiness. This team is gritty. Now, take that Alabama loss out of your mind. That was a championship game. This team is solid, and they beat solid teams. 
Give me Texas a and I'm a little worried about Texas in the second round, but Texas A&M will beat Penn State. Penn State is, come on, that's a paper tiger. Winner of Texas A&M, Penn State, takes on the winner of the 215 game Thursday in Des Moines between Texas, as Todd just mentioned, who beat Kansas in the Big 12 title game, the number six overall seed, number two Texas in this region, against 15 seeded, the 15 seeded Colgate Raiders, the Patriot League champs, Best three-point field goal percentage in college basketball, 40.7% from behind the arc, with Will uh, Texas favored by 13 here. That's too much, isn't it? Yeah, there's some 14s out there, too. I think uh, Toothpaste can really score. They've been in this tournament a bunch of times. They played Tennessee tough. They were up, I think, big on Arkansas a couple years ago. Arkansas stormed back and won Wisconsin. They covered against them last year. I just think, look, you're not. it's not a level up in terms of athleticism. You're taking the elevator all the way up. Texas has so much better athletes, so Texas will probably win the game. I worry about the 14 just because of that difference, but I do think Colgate makes enough shots here to hang within the numbers. So give me Toothpaste plus the points. Parlay. I don't think you could have made a worse matchup for Colgate than Texas. Because Texas is long, they're athletic, they're physical, they have great guard play. I think this is just a brutal matchup for Colgate. Texas advances. If you're going to take Colgate, take them in the first half. That's all I'll say. Because maybe they get hot in the first half. They hang around, they hang around, they hang around, they hang around. And then at the end, (laughs) goodbye. That could be tied. It, it could be tied with 10 minutes to go and Texas wins by 20. I totally agree with Todd. All right. Who you got coming yeah, out of this? It could be like that Georgia State Gonzaga game last year. Yeah. Yep. Who you got coming out of this region, Will? I'll go Texas. Me too. Jeff? Three for three, Texas. Wow. 12th man, Aggies, baby. Texas A&M Aggies. Oh, wow. This guy. Oh, boy. This guy with Michi- <laughs> Michigan State and Texas A&M. I got right. Texas A&M seeds. against Kent State in the final eight, Elite Eight. Antonio Gates against Texas A&M, baby. Bro, you should put your bracket in like some massive one because you'll win if it goes your way. That's what I'm Final saying. region, West, Kansas against Howard, baby. Biggest spread on the board, 20 points. Nothing finer than a Friday afternoon on Howard University's campus. Uh, Kevin McCullough does have a back injury. He missed the Big 12 title game. It probably won't matter in this game. Uh, Kansas advances, and are you playing the spread here, uh, Will? Kansas is going to kick the shit out of Howard. I'm going to lay the points with Kansas. Hey, yes. Howard turns the ball over. Are we not allowed to? I, I'm sorry. We're not allowed, we allowed to? Will Hill, you're his, your second you're team, okay. second. You're allowed I thought we got one per one per episode. Oh, yeah. I, I use my one. I do it at least five times per episode. Go ahead. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jeff, any thoughts on this? No, no thoughts. Kansas, though, again, after getting the easiest region last year's tournament, has just gotten the most ridiculous regional draw that I can remember for a one seed, but they'll win comfortably against Howard. I hate Kansas, Arkansas to beat him in the second round. Let's go Howard. Uh, Arkansas, Illinois, as Todd's alluding to is the eight, nine game. The winner of uh, that plays Kansas, Arkansas, Illinois will. Neither team can shoot. I would look at an under both teams around 30% from three. I would lean towards Arkansas because Illinois guard play is just not very good. Um, I know we have to go quickly, but this was in my notes. Arkansas has a silent S. Illinois has a silent S, and they're playing in Des Moines, which has two silent S's. Do whatever you want with that information. Wow. That's the best comment we've had so far. Razorbacks favored by two and a half. Jeff? I hate both of these teams. They're both immensely talented. They're capable of beating anyone, and they're both capable of losing to anyone, which means we're going to get utter chaos in this game. I advance the Hans because Musselman's a better coach. Than Underwood, but nothing would surprise me here. By the way, when I first saw Mike Meyer was playing for Illinois, were you as shocked as I was? Like, when did that happen? This this transfer stuff is. Something they else. have airplanes from Baylor Waco to Illinois. Do they? Have yeah. Them? Mm-hmm. By the way, I can't get over the Arkansas Illinois Des Moines silent S thing. 
By the way, I have <laughs> it's so funny that Will has said under because I have the only under that I have circled in this entire thing. Illinois, Arkansas. Under Arkansas, these teams, <laughs> Illinois, these, these it's gonna teams, be a fest. It is, it, it, these teams play defense and cannot really score at Decimals. a high level. Um, but I do have Arky beating Kansas in the second round because Kansas is fraudulent. Friday, 5-12, St. Mary's out of the uh, West Coast Conference. Uh, West Coast Conference regular season title share with Gonzaga. Against VCU, the number 12 seeded Rams, the A-10 regular season and tournament champs. William. A lot of people are going to pick VCU. They're going to remember the last thing they saw was St. Mary's getting blown out by Gonzaga. Gonzaga pressed them. VCU presses. So it's a tough matchup, but nothing I bet, nothing I really have any conviction on. I'll advance St. Mary's. Don't feel good about it. Gail's favored by four, Jeff. I, I think St. Mary's beats them comfortably. This is a this line is short because of exactly what Will said. Everyone's last memory of St. Mary's is getting pummeled by Gonzaga. That's not who they were the whole year. They were a legitimate top 15 team all year long. VCU won a horrible 8-10. Not impressed. Give me the gales. And everyone's last memory of VCU is them getting to the uh, final four from being the first four with Shaka Smart. Let's be honest. Todd? Over 123 and a half in this game. VCU has a tendency to drag you over. And St. Mary's can score the basketball. Granted, they didn't make a single shot against Gonzaga in the championship game, but they can score the basketball. Give me over in that game. And I hate that I have to pick against any of these teams, but I'll take St. Mary's reluctantly to advance. Winner of that takes on the winner Friday in Albany, also of uh, the 4-13 game. UConn started the season 14-0, then lost 5-6, of then won 9 of their last 11 regular season in games. Highest offensive rebounding rate in Division One, 39% against number 13 Iona, the Gales, Ricky Patino. I should say Rick Patino, the dad. Metro Atlantic regular season attorney champs. UConn, favored by nine, Will. It's hard. A lot of people are going to pick Iona. It's hard for me because I actually saw them in person play in Connecticut and lose by 20-plus points, except that wasn't against UConn. That was against Quinnipiac. Yeah. That being said, they press. They press like hell, and UConn has a problem turning the ball over. So if there's a, a way for UConn to lose the game, it's that way. I'll take the plus nine. I think there's fat tails in this game where I could see UConn winning going away. I could see Iona pulling the upset. I'll take the nine reluctantly and advance UConn. Parlay. God's going to yell at me here. This is a massive coaching advantage for Iona. Oh, get out. The most you know what? You're off the Hurley, podcast. Get <laughs> out of here. Hurley's the most overrated coach in the country, and UConn is so freaking talented. And they, for a part of the year, look like the best team in the in the in the country. They are so freaking stupid. They are so stupid. And you saw it at the end of the Marquette game, where they did everything in their power to lose the game, and they did. I think Iona's going to have a real shot to win this game. I advanced him in the bracket because I think UConn, as the folks on ESPN proved yesterday, are going to be a very popular Final Four pick because their metrics are awesome. Uh, but I think Iona's going to play this game close, and it wouldn't shock me if the Gales pulled the outright upset. Iona can't – they can't cover against potato conditions. They're, they're not good. They can't cover yeah. against Fairfield. They can't cover against, yeah. you know, Quinnipiac. They're, they're just not – This everybody thinks they're good. They're not good. Give and they were tied with Marist. Coach, they beat Marist by 21 on in the championship game it Saturday night. That game was like three to 43. Exactly. Yep. It was 43 to 43. They're not good. Give me UConn, and I have UConn advancing 
advancing another to the nether regions thing. Well, we uh, many of us have UConn advancing to the nether regions. Okay, well, I'm just saying. Um, I got the over on Todd's nether regions, which is going to cash. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) 43 teams are advancing to the nether regions. Friday in Denver, number six, TCU. Oh, Will's got something to say about TCU. Number six, TCU against number, oh, no, the winner of the Arizona State. How do you pick that? Because that that could be either team. Arizona State-Nevada game, which is a play-in game on Wednesday. Um, Your thoughts on TCU overall, though, Will? I love TCU, man. They got a, a rough draw. I was all excited to pick up to go to the final four. I, I'm hemming and hawing there, but I do think they win this. They beat Gonzaga. I think they got a run in them. They, they play half court. They can play full court. Uh, to me, uh, give me TCU to the nether, re- nether regions. That nether region is going to be a crowded hotel, so I'll take TCU here. Most transition points per game in college basketball, 20.6 yeah. a game. Maybe the most impressive win in all of college hoops this year, on the road at Kansas, beating them by 23. Um, okay, so and no thoughts on Arizona State, Nevada, anybody? Nobody? Yeah, if that Lucas kid gets hot again, they could go to the Final Four. <laughs> do you remember what he did? Everybody's no, going to no, the no, nether no, regions. Not, not, no, I'm not taking Nevada. Oh, I'm just okay. saying, do you remember with Oregon State when he didn't miss the three-point shot? Oh, yeah. And then sometimes when he gets hot, yeah. like I've seen him a number of times during the year, he gets hot and that team just – so that's the kind of team that could go far or just get wiped out. But that Lucas kid is excellent. I, I still like Arizona State to win that game and then TCU to beat whoever's coming out. Jeff, I assume you have TCU – Coming out no matter what of this bracket here. Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter who the opponent is. TCU is much better than both of those. All right. We assume it's TCU. They'll play the winner uh, of the Gonzaga Grand Canyon 314 game Friday in Denver. Gonzaga, the Zags, uh, not your typical Gonzaga team. They are favored by 15 and a half in this game. And there were a lot of people, some of the uh, mainstream pundits yesterday, they think Gonzaga is going far. Will? No. No interest for me here. Not a typical Grand Canyon team. I'm surprised they made the tournament. They weren't that good uh, as they've been in past years. So I'm sure they'll win. No interest in the spread here. Antelopes out of the whack. Jeffrey. Well, if Grand Canyon shoots 900% from three, they might have a shot. Um, but uh, I, uh, I, I have nothing here. Gonzaga advances, though. Not first half Grand Canyon. Give it to me because every first half they make. Let's see. I look at the stats. Well, Grand Canyon, yeah. it's kind of a slow game, but they, uh, they're they 8 for 11 from three. Yeah. If Grand Canyon gets hot, they're going to cover that first uh, that first half. And give me TCU to spank the hell out of those damn Zags and send them back to Spokane. I'm sick of it. Thursday in Sacramento, number seven, Northwestern against number 10, Boise State has never won an NCAA tournament game. William. Until now, I think they win. I think Northwestern's built to stop inside play. Boise State doesn't really play that way. More perimeter-oriented team. So I think uh, Boise moves on. I'm looking to fade the Big Ten as well. So give me Boise. It's Boo Booey of Northwestern. Against our boy Diggin' Hard. Diggin' Hard. I love Diggin' <laughs> He's like a JCC Catholic youth organization <laughs> guy. Can't jump a lick, but is awesome. I love you, random college hoops players. Jeff. Boo Boo, he's the best player in this game. Wildcats advance. Yeah, I think he is, actually. Todd? Give me the fighting Leon Rice's Boise. Love Boo Booey. And finally, the winner of that game takes on the winner of the 215 game, UCLA, Pac 12 regular season champs. Jaime Jaquez was the uh, Pac-12 player of the year. They're the number five overall seed. Their 50th tournament appearance against number 15, UNC Asheville, the Big South regular season and tournament champs, Will. UCLA all beat up, missing a couple of guys. Asheville, number one in Ken Palm in terms of luck rating, which is a bad thing. So both these teams are sort of looking to fade, so it's a pass for me. UCLA a 17.5-point favorite. Parlay. No, nothing on this game. The Jalen Clark injury spells very bad news. When they start facing better teams later in the tournament, though. By the way, the Clark injury 
as quantified by Hoop Explorer. UCLA is 23.7 points per 100 possessions better when Clark is on the floor than off. I think that's a little overblown. Sounds overblown, doesn't it? 23.7? That's too really? Much. Come on. Hoop Explorer. What do you got? UCLA advances? Any, yeah, any thought on this? Right? No. Okay. All right. Who do you got coming out of, the, uh, out of this region, Will? Toss up between UConn and TCU. I will go with UConn. I went UConn as well. Jeff. Just Despite Todd Wishnev hating Kansas, I have Kansas finding oh, a way through. Get this. out of here. I'll bet you a million dollars. What do you got? UConn, baby. UConn. All right. So, so your four, Todd, are Texas AM, UConn, San Diego State, Michigan State. Who wins it all? What the Jesus? The Yukon Huskies cut down the nets with Jim Calhoun. Bro, I'm serious. You should submit that bracket because if it goes your way, you're winning everything. <laughs> Will, your final four are? Uh, Texas, Arizona, Yukon, and Florida Atlantic. I got Texas winning the whole thing. Jeffrey. Oh, damn it. He's going to say I, I, I'm sucking up to the guest again. Suck but I have, I, 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 have, I have left side is Creighton versus Duke. Right side is Kansas versus Texas. And I thought I was going contrarian by taking Texas to win the title. So <laughs> there you go. I have Texas beating Duke in the final. I got Bama, Purdue, Texas, and UConn. And I got UConn winning it all. UConn. Let's, wow. let's go UConn. Oh, wow. I, I, you know what? You know what? I, I really hope Iona wins now because I'm going to be in great shape on this podcast <laughs> if that happens. UConn 82, <laughs> Iona 54. All right. We got to run. <laughs> Will, thank you. Is there something you can plug here, Will, for yourself? Uh, Gold Boys Discord, twitch.tv slash Gold Boys Network. Check out all of our shows. Appreciate you having me, guys. Good to see you guys. Will, good luck with the uh, college basketball hoops contest as well. I hope you get there. Don't be nervous. What is the prize, by I the way? I appreciate it. What? I think you get a, a cabana at the Circa. There's some, uh, you know, there's a trophy. I'll have to check the fine print and see exactly what I get. I think I get a Gil Alexander autograph poster. I'm not sure what exactly. I mean, is that, is that worth it alone right there? Of My course. God. Uh, thank you, Will. Appreciate it. Thank you, Parlay. Our condolences again on the passing of your grandfather, Stephen Parlay. Thank you very much, Gil. Uh, the, the one, the one good thing about the uh, the the tradition of Shiva is everyone gets to sit around, eat their weight's worth of food, and tell amazing stories about the person who has passed. And there have been some amazing. Amazing stories in remembering my grandfather the last few days. Can I tell you so, something? Uh, Can I tell you something? I yeah. I would agree with what you're saying. Shiva is, and I'm not a religious guy, and I'm not I'm not fond of most religious customs, but Shiva is the nicest, most beautiful thing that there is in anything. The fact that you sit there for days and pay tribute to the person who has passed away and tell all these great stories is such a great tradition. So I hope that uh, you get comfort from that. And remember, he loved you very, very much. I know mm-hmm. that much. Todd, thank you to you, too, despite the fact that you renounced you. Oh, you're not going to say anything about what I've been doing on uh, Twitter, or you want to just keep that? What are you doing on Twitter? Oh, well, no. oh yeah, please go ahead. I mean, I started this uh, WhatsApp group for guys, oh, yes, some please. of my Twitter followers who wanted my in-game stuff, and now it's, like, filled up a lot of people in there now. <laughs> it's, like, a tremendous This is for of, in-game college yeah, betting. in-game. So uh, if you... Hit me up on Twitter, and I maybe can add you. There's only a certain amount of people I can put in a group WhatsApp list, but if I have time and if I have room, maybe I'll. And it is free. It is free. Basically, it's free, and I just said, hey, if you win, you know, you can kick me something if you want. And you have been winning, left and right, front and center. Thank you, Toddy. Awesome in-game college betting experience with Todd, and it's nice to do it in a group. But I'm not promising I can get any more people in because I may not have time to add them. As the prospectus reads, 
Past results are not predictive necessarily exactly. of future results. We should point that out as well. Thank you all. College basketball, good luck with your brackets. By the way, I didn't even mention, the best thing in the world is survivor pools. If you can get into a survivor contest in the NCAAs, it is my highest recommendation. It's not just like the NFL survivor where you can't use the team twice, but you have to also be cognizant of the brackets. You have to make sure that you have teams left as you get to the nether regions of the tournament. <laughs> and that's the whole key to it. And by the way, a lot of them have aggregate scoring as a tiebreaker, so you're incentivized to pick the bigger upsets. It is betting nirvana survivor pool so if you can get in one of those it's my highest recommendation thanks for listening good luck with all your bets and all your practice at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.